second episode of the Simon Evan Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We have a great episode playing. I promise we are more organized than we were before. So, yes. let's jump into it. So, to start off this week, I want to start with content of the week, okay? Now, there is some controversy over TikTok. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. Personally, I'm starting to fall in love with it, okay? There is one specific video that I've completely fallen in love with. I forget this guy's name on TikTok, but essentially he's a retired bounty hunter. There was this one video and he's been talking about how they've been trying to track this guy down for months. And they finally got him nailed down at his grandma's house. But he said these houses are like really close together, like townhomes. So it's like there's like a foot in between each roof. So they pull up in their car. This guy's just chilling on the front porch. They pull up. He sees them. He jumps on the roof and starts running. So this guy's running on top of the roof and the bounty hunter's chasing him underneath. And what he does is he runs up a few houses and then right at like the crack between the two roofs, he tases a guy. Apparently, he never knew what a taser was. So when he got tased, this guy just fell down the roofs like flat spaghetti. You know, he just like bounced off one and bounced to the other. It was like, wow, that was fun. And they arrested him. Uh, that's just, that's my favorite thing. That's the best thing I've seen this week. TikTok itself is hilarious. But what about you, Evan? I'm sure you have some amazing content of the week that doesn't include Peter McKinnon or Maddie Hapoya. Yeah, so I do actually. I am not as much into the TikTok stuff. I am a, mainly just YouTube, like in terms of like social media and what I would consider content of the week in form of video. Um, a video that I saw this week, it is by Hayden Hillier Smith, and it's basically a breakdown of a Dude Perfect video. And the way that his mind works as a video editor, if you don't know, Hayden Hillier Smith is Logan Paul, the YouTube vlogger. It's his video editor um, that has been working with him for several years at this point. And Hayden has a very meticulous way of thinking, and he is very why he does what he does. Like that's what he tries to explain or why an editor makes certain decisions or certain types of cuts or whatever. That's what he explains on his YouTube channel. Um, and basically he was explaining the breakdown of the dude perfect video, how the angles and this and that. And I thought it was very fascinating to see someone who is normally editing something with a single camera, like a vlog or whatnot. That's basically one camera or two cameras but it's more, in my opinion, simple to edit together a video like that than something in terms of like Dude Perfect where they have several videographers, several people flying a drone and making a video out of it. And it was very interesting to see him dissect how they edited it and the way that the video was put together and the storytelling behind it. Yeah, I think I haven't got a chance to watch that one, but I'm definitely going to give it a watch. And as always for all of you. All these links and stuff can be found in the show notes down below. If you want to watch anything, everything's down there for you to watch, listen to, whatever it may be. So I think it's really cool about all this is like how editors are starting to get so more complex in their edits and like how far editing has come from like the beginning, like even a year or two ago, how far it's come. Uh, like Hayden, he's a great example of it. Just like what they like do perfect. Like that's an amazing show what they put on and what they can edit the the things they achieve is absolutely crazy what i think just amazes me is like how how good they are at what they do like they are at the peak they have what like 50 something odd million subscribers like that that's just crazy like when me and you first met they had like 15 or 20 
maybe? Yeah, somewhere some, in there? something around there. It was definitely towards actually the beginning or somewhat beginning yeah. of the Dude Perfect channel. When it was, they were at one of their smaller places. People who are Dude Perfect nerds would totally know. All my uh, first classmates would totally be killing me right now if they heard this. Exactly. But, I was going to say. You know what this leads perfectly into, okay? Something that just recently happened on TikTok. I know. I'm talking a lot about TikTok. Okay, you just got to forgive me, okay? I'm obsessed with it. It's awesome to watch at midnight. So someone I won't name, you can find out for yourself. Just reach 100 million subscribers, which is pretty cool on TikTok. Uh, it's the first person to ever do it. But I think what's cool about TikTok, what I found really cool is, like, there's some uh, film channels and, like, they'll break down, like, the edits of what people do. Kind of like what Hayden does. Um, but going, like, a little more fast-paced and, like, a different different style. Because you can get really creative with TikTok and, like, what you can do. Because you have 30 seconds to make something really cool. And TikTok has a full-blown editor in its app. You, but you can also import edited videos, which is really cool. And I, don't know, I just think it's something so crazy to see, like, how far we've come. Like, TikTok is, like, I almost think of it as, as a successor to Vine. Uh, 100%. I agree with that, actually. And yeah. I think it's a more of a, like, kind of like basically Vine was before, I believe, if I'm correct, Vine came before YouTube. Basically, it is a quicker version of YouTube. And I'm just going to go into this quick. I was actually thinking, because I've been doing a lot of After Effects, as we talked about in the last podcast i've been doing a lot of after effects stuff i'm thinking about putting together like mini after effects sequences and maybe uh-huh. putting it on because i do have an account on tiktok i just don't really do much on it but i am thinking about putting together like 15 to 30 second blit like things and then putting it onto tiktok i have been thinking about yeah that. it's crazy i think it's definitely worth a shot because everything is so crazy like it's all up to chance essentially from what how how popular you are the algorithms like so it's not understood and you can get so crazy with it which is it just boggles my mind and like how how everything works like who knows so the next thing i want to talk t- about today is production so our podcast is centered around videography photography and essentially just two best friends bickering and having some fun on a podcast but one topic that's like really been upfront in my mind is like how do you lead a team through COVID? Uh, so at least for me, I lead a production team at my local church. So as the Christmas season's approaching, uh, we are starting to gear up for Christmas. There's a lot more work, a lot more graphics, a lot more videos, a lot of things that have to be done to make sure this year's Christmas experience is worth it. And with COVID, a lot there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, we don't know whether we will have an in-person service. It could be online. We could not know until a week before, which is very scary as a leader. And something that's been really upfront is like, how do I lead my team through this? Like, I go back and watch the videos, and there's so many things we have to improve on every week. There's so many things that, that slip through the cracks when you have such a small team where you're understaffed, which we are, having to deal with everything. Like, we, we need... S- Eight and a half, eight, eight to nine people, I believe, to run everything on a Sunday. And I run it with three to four. So you can imagine what stress that puts on everyone. And like everything just slips through the cracks. Like camera will be out of focus. Eh. 
platform shakes, whatever. It's not important. Like the show still went on. It's important, but it slips through the cracks. So I think it's something I'm really interested in to hear your input. Evan, how do we lead a team through that time, making sure we don't forget all these little things? And how do we, in a nice way, bring up these things to our team? Because there's often people who don't want to change their ways. They've been doing it for a certain way for a long time, and they don't want to change. How would we How would we approach people like that? Yeah, I, I find it fascinating that it really does depend on the mindset. I mean, like you said, it's you, you in specific, like your specific case is you have a smaller church with a smaller team of people and you are trying to lead them and trying to teach them because not all of them know the, in, could, I'm going to say that again, the intricacies, the specifics, yeah, the specifics about cameras or software or this or that or audio or whatnot that you might have them on. So you have to show them or teach them. It all comes down to mindset, I think. And I think you just have to be able to have a team of people that want to learn and want to know and understand those kind of things, to be honest. If you have a group of people that are okay, but like they don't, want to learn they are just doing it to do it they don't necessarily want to learn or have a desire to learn then it can get very stale very quick and that's where you run into some problems on especially on a church tech team where you have volunteers yeah and i think that's definitely a great portion i always say to my leadership like i don't need someone who knows stuff i would rather take someone who has a burning desire to learn and teach them because that person's going to be way better than any person who already knows something but thinks they're really good and doesn't want to learn. Like, I wouldn't be where I am if people hadn't taken me and spent the time to teach me. So, like, I am perfectly fine with mentoring someone and how to do something and teaching them the complexities of that thing so they can learn more and get more complex, which perfectly leads into our next topic. So, something I've been thinking about a lot this week is what is the place for a slider or dolly in video and how would that transfer to photography like could you use a slider in photography like is there a place for that does it have a use yeah so as someone who does in my opinion probably a little bit more photography than you do but we both do a good amount um for our own personal social medias as well as other things I think that the biggest thing that a slider could be used or a dolly or something motion could be used in photography if you're doing long exposure shots and you want to basically have a wide view. So for instance, if you were doing a long exposure shot in New York City and you had it set up your slider on a tripod or two tripods, you had your slider set up and you had a long exposure shot, you could have it moving from one side to the other and getting more of a wider view angle. And I think that's one way that a slider could be implemented into photography for sure. Yeah, so like using it as a as a sense of motion in a photo, so like a long time, night time lapse or something. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so basically as a long exposure shot, you could use it. Like if you can 
transfer the sense of movement over that way. Uh, one idea I had, which I wish I had one, was we were in Colorado recently for a wedding, and there was this really cool lake, and there was mountains in the background, and like a road that kind of lapped around the lake. It would have been really cool if you could have had a shot where it was dark, and you have, you know, like the car lights like zipping around the curvy road with the mountains in the background, back background. And I think that would be a perfect instance where you could use a slider to show that sense of movement uh, more than just like a still shot with the cars moving because you'd get you'd get more sense of a movement. Yeah, which I think would be really cool. I'd like to see, I wonder if anyone, I'm sure someone's done it, but like examples of that. And if we can find anything while we're editing this, I'll make sure to link them in the show notes down below. But something interesting happened this week. I, I'm older. I feel old now. I'm 17, bro. 17. But do you really feel old? Or are you just saying? Uh, I, I kind of do. Sometimes I really do. Like there are times where I'll look at something and be like, oh my goodness, I'm old. Yeah, that's the weird thing. And I I find this hilarious because I've I've said this so many times. Back in the day, and I've used that term and that wording so many times, back in the day or several years ago, people were like, you're only 16, you're only 17, like you're only, you know, you're under 20. Yes, but also I can still use that wording, and I think anyone could, even if you are 10 or 15, to describe a back amount of time like time in the past oh yeah which i find definitely. fascinating yeah, that a lot of people that. including like my even my grandparents are like you're not that old or say something like that and i'm like no i'm just using it to describe a time in the past but specifically the one time i felt old was actually just a couple hours ago so i came home from work today around 4 or 4 30 p.m and then i went to a bible study or got ready to go to a bible study went to a bible study i came home and my back just was starting to really hurt and <laughs> I know the feeling. I, I laid down on the couch just to, you know, let my backs my back relax. And then my neck started hurting. And I've had problems with my <laughs> back and my neck and stuff. I go to the chiropractor here and there when I need to. But then my entire jaw started hurting. And it's kind of funny because I'm 16, but my body, if I'm doing any sort of physical taxing work, or not even, if I'm just doing something it can start to ache for absolutely no reason. Well, I got I got a reason. Got to eat healthier. A lot a lot of stuff I've learned as an athlete is running and skiing is like your diet has to do a lot with how you perform. So like if you eat bad food, like it may not be strictly bad, but it can produce lactic acid and inflammation that is bad it makes you feel bad very true speaking of skiing i think you had a skiing story that you wanted to share oh yeah so another segment i want to try to implement is you know like funny stories so this week's funny story it takes place about eh, about a year ago okay i was out skiing and a little backstory we have a few scaries nearby there ain't nothing big they're like six seven slopes like 30 seconds Eh, a minute and a half down the slope. If if you go slow. I can do one in like 30 seconds, okay? They're not very big. Also, Pennsylvania, we don't get snow. Like, we hardly ever get snow. This day, we got dumped like two feet. And then it got warm. So, I was like, I want to go skiing. This was when my brother still lived at home. 
So I was like, yeah, let's go. We'll go skiing. Let's go skiing. So it was a powder day. Went skiing. And as like as the day progressed, I started noticing these like humps would form on this black diamond. And if you've never been skiing, there are a few different kinds of slopes. There's like green, blue, yellow, black, and double black. They green's the easiest. Double black's the hardest. This was a double black diamond. It wasn't crazy hard because it's Pennsylvania, but it was still hard. And there, these bumps were forming. So I was on the chair of going up. And I see this guy, you know, he looks a little confident, but he doesn't look too good. You know how like you can tell how good a skier is by, you know, how they kind of ski? He was going, and he just, he floored it. He went straight down. And I just see him, you know, he's going over the bumps, you know, he's doing good absorbing it. And then one of them, he just loses it. And he just, he hangs on for dear life. He hits a bump, and he goes like 25 feet into the air. And then it was like slow motion. Like, I know people joke a lot with this, but it was like slow motion. And he just goes, and then he got to his apex of his fall, and then he just plummeted like 20 feet. I mean, it was loud, like whack. Like, I'm pretty sure I could have touched him over the lift. Like, he was that close. And then the next thing I see is a ski patrol guy who had just gotten off the lift down there with a stretcher helping him. So, he, needless to say, I don't think he was skiing for the another few weeks. What about you? Got any good stories? Okay, yeah. So, my story was the first day I went skiing. I did basically the, so this is the first time I went skiing. It was a year, uh, it was last two seasons ago. So, it wasn't this past season. It was the year before. It was the season before. And I started on the, you know, the simple hill the bunny hill, I think it's called. And I was fine. I did okay. Wasn't great. And then I, and then I was suggested to go on like a basic hill just to get more of a feel for it. I have never been on a lift at this point. So I get, so I go on the lift, go up the mountain. I didn't realize how lifts work like ski lifts. I've been on a ski lift before, but not to go skiing. Um, so yeah. Because there's one at Knobles I've done. There's a few others. So I've never been on one to go skiing specifically, but I've been on a ski lift. So your first time on a ski lift with your skis and you go to get off. I go to get off and I go just start booking this hill and not realizing how fast I'm going. And then I run into my brother who was in front of me which is just not a good time. Don't run into your siblings or don't run into anyone while going skiing, but definitely not your siblings. <laughs> and then I just go and then I just fall on my back and I ride my back all the way down. Put it this way. I was bruised for weeks after that. That was funny, but not oh, yeah. fun at all. I have many more stories about skiing, but let's save them for next week. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll catch you in the next one.